Nedarim Dav Peche, the last thing we were discussing was a husband who said, I know that there's vows, but I don't know that I could annul them, and then he's allowed to annul. If a husband knew that he's allowed to annul, he just didn't know that this uh, this vow was able to be annulled. So according to Rabbi Meir, you can't annul, not that day, not another day, and Hachamim hold, you could annul. And we're understanding from Rabbi Meir, just a little bit of knowledge is not a good enough. You have to have complete knowledge. And we understood according to Hachamim, which is Rabbi Huda, that you don't have to have complete knowledge to be able to annul that day. The problem is when it comes to someone killing someone by mistake, it says Belorayot without seeing. Rabbi Huda says we're coming to exclude the blind person. Because he does not have a complete knowledge, therefore he's not included in this. And according to Rabbi Meir, as we're coming to add the blind person, that even though he does not have a complete knowledge, it's still good enough. So why is it by uh, by a person who kills someone by mistake, a little bit of knowledge is okay according to Rabbi Meir. And, and over here in our case, a little bit of knowledge is not good enough to annul the vow. And with that we're starting, Pehet Amud Aleph, first word on the page, where Amar Avarava is explaining that no, you could hold Rabbi Meir holds in our Mishnah that a little bit of knowledge is not considered knowledge, and Rabbi Uda holds it is considered knowledge. Each place, each sugya, depending on the the psukim that you have to deal with over there. Meaning, Rabbi Uda Savar Gaber by Rotzeh it says, It says a person walks into the forest and kills someone he has to run away. Meaning, call the bar me'alayar. Anyone who is able to walk into a forest, and a blind person could walk into a forest, he's able to walk in. Now, if you're telling me Beloreot is coming to include the blind person, what I need that, I could learn from the person who's able to walk into the forest, blind person is able to walk in. What am I learning? That Beloreot is not coming to include, rather, it's Pratlasum, it's coming to take away the blind person that he's that he doesn't have to run to an Ayir Miklat. Now, Rabbi Meir Savar, it says Ketiv Bibli Dat. By killing someone by mistake, it says Bibli Dat without knowledge. Called Debar Meda, anyone who understands. Besuma Lav Bar Meda, a blind person doesn't understand, he can't see. Now, if you want to tell me that the words without seeing is coming to take away the blind person, well, I could have learned that from where it says, without knowledge. Rather, I have to explain that it's Shmamina, is Lerabot Tasuma. When it says Beloreot, is coming to include the blind person that he would, if he killed by mistake, you'd have to run away. Meaning, according to Rabbi Meir, it's a mi'ut, a har mi'ut, it's a double mi'ut, and whenever you have a double mi'ut, it's coming to add something, it's coming to add the blind person to running to Nair Miklat. Next, Mishnah, Hamadir Hana'amihatanov, a person vowed against his son-in-law, but he wants to give his daughter money, right? Uh, the, the problem is he doesn't, uh, he already vowed against the son-in-law. So Omerla, he gives her the money and he tells her, I'm giving you these, uh, this money as a gift. But it's on condition that your husband has no permission in them. Only whatever you're eating that's yours, he can't touch the rest. So by the husband not being able to touch it, she's able to take that money and buy food for herself. 
And the Ran is Medakdek that, uh, number one, he has to tell her that he does not have any zechut in it. And number two, it has to actually go for food, as we will see in the Gemara. So now the Gemara starts, Amarav, Loshanu, when do we say that the husband doesn't get any of that money that the father gave the, his daughter? Ela de Amar la, Dafka, when the father said to her, Mashat no set venotenet befich, that you're taking this money and you're eating with it. Aval Amar, Mashat yetzi, I'll see, but if he said you could do whatever you want with it, Kanayaton Baal, the husband, uh, he, he gets that money. Ushmuel Omer, Afilu Amar, Mashat yetzi, I'll see, look, Kanayaton Baal, and Shmuel holds, even if he said do whatever you want with it, still the husband does not get any of it. And again, the Ran explains that Shmuel does not argue on Rav on the explanation of the, Shm- the Mishnah. The Mishnah fits in perfect with Rav. Rather, he's just arguing on the Deen. He holds that if the father gave the daughter the money, the husband has no rights to it. And it sounds like the Rashba argues. The Rambam agrees with, Sh- with Shmuel over here. Very fascinating sugya, but Matki Flarabizera. Rabizera has a problem on Rav. Keman Azla Hashemata de Rav. Who, when, Rav, when Rav said that when the father said it's only what goes into your mouth, but any, if you spend the money on anything else, the, the husband ha, uh, could uh, grab that money. Who's that like? It sounds like he holds like Rabbi Meir, who said that the hand of a woman is really her husband's hand, meaning anything that she acquires, he acquires. This is referring to a Sugan Kiddushin Kavgimel. Or mean oh the problem is we have a Mishnah Iruvin Ketzad Mishtatfin Bemavoy. The way Iruv works is every courtyard does Iruv with all the houses that open into the courtyard. And let's say Mavoy is an alleyway with a lot of uh, courtyards open to it. So how do we connect everyone in the neighborhood in order to be able to carry in that area? So let's uh, say an alleyway or let's say a one-way street. A lot of houses are open into it. How do we get everyone to carry there? You leave a barrel of wine or of figs or of dates, something. It's for everyone in the, in the alleyway. Umzaked lahen, and you and you let this, uh, you let them acquire it through alidah avdov shifhato ivrim through his Jewish slaves, valyade beno bitogdolim or his children that are gdolim over the age of barbat mitzvah, valyade ishto and through his wife. So he'll give his wife a barrel of wine. This is for everyone in the neighborhood. Now everyone can carry here on Shabbat. Now the problem is. It looks like a woman could uh, acquire without her husband. Now, vi amat. If you want to say according to Rabbi Meir that whatever a woman acquires or her husband acquires, then kaneyaton baala. Then her husband acquires it. Then iruv lo nafik Then the iruv never left the husband's possession, and the iruv is not a iruv because the people of the alleyway have to acquire it. Rather, you have to say that when it comes to iruv that a woman's hand is not like her husband's hand, which goes against what we said over here. So it sounds like uh, there's a contradiction in the Mishnayot, according to Rav. So the Gemara explains, Even though Rabbi Meir holds that a woman's hand is like her husband's hands, meaning she does, she cannot acquire something without her husband, still, Rabbi Meir does agree when it comes to uh, connecting the alleyways, since we're trying to help out other people, since we're trying to get everyone to acquire over here so they could carry on Shabbat, 
Miyad Ba'ala Zakhyad. And okay, in that case, she would be able to acquire uh, from her husband. Uh, like the Ran explains, this would be the equivalent of a husband giving a, his wife a gift, and uh, it's her gift, and he cannot have any possession over it. Now, the problem is, The owner of the house is able to get it acquired through his children over the age of Barbat Mitzvah, his Jewish slaves, but we have a bright that says these are the ones that you do not acquire through. Through his children under age of Barbat Mitzvah, his non Jewish slaves, and his wife. It shows you over here that his wife cannot acquire. So, what would Rabbah do with this Braita? On one hand, he's telling you that the husband can give a gift to his wife and it'll count for other people. But over here, you see, he's not allowed to give it to his wife. Ela Amaravashi, rather, Ravashi explains, Matnitin, the Mishnah in Iruvin, that says he can give it to the wife. We're talking about a situation where she has her own property in that Hatser. For example, uh, before she was married, her father gave her a piece of land. It's yours, your husband can't touch it. Then it's totally hers. Her husband really can't touch it. So when she's Zocheh, through that property, she's okay in something like the barrel of wine, for example. Once she's okay for herself, she could be okay for other people. And you have to say the Braita that says that she can't acquire it for other people is where she does not have a Hatser in that Mavoy. And the Ran brings down that Lainan uh, Halakha, the Rav Amram, Gaon, the Ramban, they all say the Halakha is like Shmuel, who holds like Hachamim that a person could make uh, a condition with a woman and uh, whatever she acquires will not go to her husband. And it works like that for everything, not just food. And the reason is because halakha is like Shmuel when it comes to money things. However, according to the Rabbeinu Tam and the Ravad, they hold the halakha is like Rav, who holds like Rabbi Meir, that our Mishnah is talking about dafka food and nothing else. Because we're arguing over here the Anya Nedarim and the Halakhaz like Rav Ben Nedarim. And the Rambam holds like Shmuel. But the Rambam says you have to be careful to say both things. That number one, that your husband has no right in it. And you also tell, uh, tell tells her you, you could do whatever you want with it. Next, Mishnah. It says in Torah, V'neder almana o grusha. Uh, an almana, a widow or divorcee, whatever she said, it stands for her. Now, obviously, it can't be talking about a regular case where a woman is not married to someone. Rather, Ketzad, what's the case? She said, from in 30 days from now, I'm going to be a Nezira. Even though she got married within this uh, 30-day time, the new husband cannot annul. Because when it comes to vows, we go by when the vow was said, not by when it came into fruition. However, if she vowed and she's under her husband's jurisdiction, then then he could annul. How? If she said, I'm going to be in Israel after 30 days, if her husband annulled it, and even though he died or she got divorced sometime in the next 30 days, once it was annulled, it was annulled. We go by when it was said, when it was annulled, not by when it would come into fruition. And one
one more halacha the Mishnah brings Nadra bo bayom if she vowed the day she got married and Benit Garsha bo bayom and she got divorced that day he hazira bo bayom if he remarried her that day and affair he cannot annul that vow. The reason he can't annul is because a husband cannot annul vows from a previous marriage or things that happened before they got married. Whether she was engaged to him as in Aram or Asa, whether she was married, it doesn't make a difference. Once they got married, it's a new life and he cannot annul. cloud. This is the rule. If she left his possession and she became on her own between the vow and the annulment, even for one hour, at that point, he cannot annul. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.